0: This is the Talking Property Podcast, brought to you by Reword.com, the home of WA Real Estate. Thank you for listening to Talking Property, the show in which we discuss all aspects of real estate. Now, here is your host, Harvey Deegan, together with our expert commentators, Rob Druitt
1: and Rod Bryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Property. This is the podcast where we'll bring you all the latest developments in property in WA and elsewhere, and we welcome your input. Uh, joining me on Talking Property is Rob Druitt, former President of the Real Estate Institute of WA and Principal of Druitt Shed First National at Double Good G'day Rob. That's
2: fantastic to be back on the air, a little bit different from our previous gig a few years ago, which we had for many, many years on uh, radio, Saturday mornings from 9 o'clock, or well, now we'll be uh, podcasting out there to everybody.
1: Exactly Right. Now, Rod Ryan, Principal of De Freitas and Ryan Property Consultants. G'day, Rod. Yeah, g'day, Harvey. G'day, Rob. Great to be uh, back involved again. Fantastic. Before we do get into the program, a few words on how this podcast came about. Now, as Rob has just said, Talking Property was a very popular radio program on a Saturday morning in Perth. And uh, Rob and Rod had a lot to do with the success of that show. However, format changes meant that the program was discontinued about two years ago. And Rod, it was you, wasn't it, who had the initial chat to Rob to suggest Talking Property could be reinvented in a podcast format?
3: Yes, that's correct. But it all, it all started with Nicola Woods and myself having a phone conversation one day, and she mentioned to me that um, it was... A really good program and it was a pity that it was no longer you know about so what happened was that uh, I said well look maybe we should buy a radio station and she said to me well you can buy 96 FM for 96 million dollars and I said well we're just a little bit short but we'll see how we go but I said I'll ring my friend Rob Druitt he's got plenty of money and see how we go so spoke with Rob and then that didn't Rob, help. Said, Rob said, "Well, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe we can sort of see about getting a loan, and I'll speak to my friend who's got plenty of money, Harvey Deegan." <laughs> so the next thing was was that um, it all took on a life of its own, and and then we we were able to involve Steve Collins in a discourse, and uh, and so on, and then my business partner Miguel De Freitas was pretty excited about it. So uh, one thing led to another. We had a meeting at uh, Rob Druitt's office at Druitt Shed, and. Uh, next thing all of a sudden we had you know all this equipment and and things and, and it's a lot of excitement next step was was that uh, rob drew had approached rewa they were very very favorable about the whole concept and so yes here we are very very exciting and i think we can do a lot for the real estate industry
1: for this podcast and of course the next part of the story uh, rod uh, and i'm absolutely delighted to report this was that you and Rob invited me to be a part of the Reborn Talking Properties. I'm really honoured about that, and I I thank you both. Mm -hmm. Then we added Steve Grumpy Collins to the team. Steve produced the show in its radio format. Thrilled that Steve could uh, come on board again to provide his vast technical expertise, which I think, (laughs) looking around the room, uh, we are collectively... Very grateful for. ...sadly lacking the the, the rest of us, but not Steve, that's for sure. Um, You mentioned Nicola Woods before now. Nicola... Uh, is a sales executive, and she has agreed to join us, and she'll be looking after the clients who choose to advertise their business with us. That's correct. Our plans for Talking Property, they're pretty clear, really. We just want to keep everybody informed of what is going on in the property industry. And to that end, we'll introduce regular guests who are experts in their various fields. Now, you'll hear from property managers, property solicitors, mortgage brokers, strata experts, lifestyle village personnel, Land developers, builders, settlement agents, look, the list goes on and on. Most importantly though, you will have the chance to have your property questions addressed by our experts. So we're very excited to be able to bring you Talking Property and we're indebted to the Real Estate Institute of WA who are backing us to the hilt. And shortly we'll speak with the current President of REWA, Damian Collins. A very special guest, all the way from uh, the Presidency of RIWA, the Real Estate Institute of WA, it's Damien Collins. Damien, welcome
4: aboard. Great to be here, Harvey, and great to see the gangers all back together. We are all back together, and we hope this will be going on for a long, long time. Very good. Yeah, no, looking forward to it, and uh, as Rod said, it's an exciting time to be uh, talking about property after many, many years of uh, pretty ordinary times. Yeah, indeed.
1: So, the market, as you said, boys. Rob.
2: Well, uh, we've been through a bit of a roller coaster ride uh, over the last uh, number of months. Twenty twenty is going to prove to be one of those years that we'll all look back on and go, "My goodness!" Uh, in April, I guess it fell off a cliff, and we all thought, uh, you know, we we're going to have this major pandemic in Western Australia. We certainly have worldwide, and now in in Melbourne, which is very uh, sad for the people over there. But in Western Australia, we've been very lucky, and our market is recovering very quickly. And I know right across with our Rewa members, Damien, we're finding that. A across the board, aren't we?
4: We are indeed, Robin. it's amazing you see a real estate agent smiling now for the first time <laughs> in uh, many, many years. And, it's been we, about six years, hasn't it? We, we did get a bit excited uh, late last year coming into early 2020. We thought, mm-hmm. oh, here we go. Finally, after five years, we're going to recover. And of course, this uh, this virus came along and uh, transactions fell off a cliff and uh, 280 a week. And we thought, oh, here we go. Another year down, kicking the can down the road. But just amazed how quickly it's come back. I just don't think anyone would have uh, predicted it would mm-hmm. come back this not only did it come back, and is not going backwards. It's, it's looking like it's going to go up this year, which is which is great news.
1: Mm. Uh, are you finding the same thing, Rod? Because remember, when you came into the market, you worked on on pretty low margins. Let's be honest, ten percent mm-hmm. of the rental. If we're talking about rentals in, in this case. Ten percent of uh, the rental that uh, people get is is your fee, and that's fixed. So that made life a little bit. I would have thought difficult for you during COVID.
3: Uh, it, it did make it a bit difficult, but the, the the time that we it was difficult for us was when rental properties were coming down a hundred dollars a week, so you know that affected us a lot there mm. percentage wise. Um, but it was interesting because during the COVID time, our we didn't really suffer too much at all because we didn't have all the ancillary charges of letting fees and so on and, and mm. so on so our our, figure, our business stayed quite stable which we didn't really think about too much until after the fact and then mm. Miguel and I had a look at it and said you know what's, what's going on here you know person A, person B, person C's all suffered but we really didn't so much mm. but we're in a really interesting time at the moment because through our Rockingham office even just today um, we've increased the rent on a property $40. There's so much demand for that property, it's increased another $40. So it's gone up $80 a week, mm-hmm. that property. That's not unusual. Um, the numbers of people attending uh, rental properties um, is just increasing all the time. And I don't know what's going to happen if the borders did come down, in the sense that there's a lot more people coming here. Uh, rental property is only going to go up in, in one direction, and that's up. So I think... Um, from real estate agents' point of view, you know we've we've suffered quite a bit over the past few years, uh, but I think that things are balancing out now. I really mm. do.
1: Well, compared with purchasing a property, then uh, if there's such a frenetic move to rent. Is that affecting negatively sales?
3: No, it's not. No, sales are, are, are improving as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Druitt will tell you a story, uh, probably if I let him speak, because he'll tell you firsthand <laughs> what happened yesterday. <laughs> and uh, it's it's it ah. typifies the market. Mm-hmm.
2: So away you go, Rob. I think it does. It uh, shows what's happening in the market. Two months ago, I uh, did a contract auction uh and the northern suburbs in Carramar uh, and uh, it was mortgagee sale, it sold for seven thirty-five. reserve was seven twenty-five. strangely the, the buyer then didn't proceed with the contract, it was very unusual isn't it Damien, mm-hmm. in an auction contract certainly for me it was my first one in over a thousand auctions however the, the mortgagee said no we have to re-auction it, two months later uh, we come to this weekend and uh, Shane from Patience said look I'm not going to mess around with this, so I'm going to insist everybody brings a $70,000 bank check if they want to mm-hmm. bid so what do we have? Six people people there with bank checks for $70,000, and I had at least six bidders, and it sold for uh, almost $100,000 more than yeah. two months ago. Yeah. Now, one sale doesn't make a market, but it's indicative, isn't it, Damien, yeah. of, of what's happening in the market, and Rod, it shows that uh, things are moving, activity in our marketplace across the board uh, with a really tight rental market, mm. And but we're in, still in the COVID environment, aren't we? And it probably would be good for Damien just to explain a little bit about some of the rules that are still around with the COVID environment.
4: Mm. Mm. Yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of the rental rental market we're still in a in a situation where uh, uh, we you cannot put rents up on sitting tenants so uh, if a tenant's in place doesn't matter how secure their job or how they're going uh, you cannot put their rent up you also if they're paying their rent you cannot ask them to leave they get a guaranteed right to a periodic tenancy so look when that legislation first came in, we understood the reasoning behind it. No one, yeah, We didn't know if we were going to get 20% unemployment, how bad the economy was going to get. But now we're, we've come through, not quite to the other side. Obviously, there's still risks. But we're really keen for the government to, A, ideally get rid of it, which is probably less likely but b if they do keep it it must be very narrowly targeted and that's really that sort of, that four or five percent of people who who are in businesses or jobs that have been still impacted like travel agencies and so forth so mm-hmm. so it's just not fair for a landlord to carry in the can as, as Rod said we're seeing the same we've got plenty of properties we could put the rent up but right now we can't and it's not fair and it's it's going to hold back investors if they don't change that law.
1: For those of us who are not directly in the industry mm-hmm. just wind the clock back a little bit there. Talking about you cannot kick a tenant out, but what if the the tenant is an unsuitable tenant and they 're trashing the place, surely you must have some ability to uh, ask them to move on.
4: You can still do that so if a tenant isn't uh, isn 't paying their rent there 's a conciliation process to go through, yes if they 're trashing the premises, but yeah. they 've added another layer, so you 've got a conciliation process before you can go to the magistrate 's court, so it makes it probably three months at least Mm. before you can do that. And uh, look, we've been, I've got to say, most tenants have been pretty good. There hasn't been that many... It's very low numbers, isn't it? Yeah, very small percentage of tenants who've tried to play the game uh, and uh, take advantage of the situation. So Mm. that's been good. And I think, you know, I I spoke to an agent uh, the other day and he said that uh, he had uh, more uh, owners call him to offer rent relief to their tenants if needed than he had tenants actually needing it. So I think landlords have been pretty good about it as well.
2: We found the biggest challenge actually was not the tenants but the landlords because a lot of landlords were well, look, we don't want to rent the property because we're afraid that the tenants will move in and not pay the rent. Mm. And we said, no, 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 look, the majority of tenants are doing the right thing, it's not a problem, so let's continue continue on. And we, we were struggling to get them to rent, rent the properties. Mm. But those rules, I think, only run, at the moment, run through to the 29th of September, but the uncertainty is whether that'll be... Continued,
4: yeah, not. and that's the issue. the the uh, The it runs out on the 29th of September unless it's extended. So Victoria's extended it. You can understand uh, why over there. Mm-hmm. But but the real challenge is, and I'm sure Rob and Rod would would agree that there's not many investors out there now. The only way this problem's going to be solved is uh, is firstly some of those tenants choose to go and buy, which some of them are going to do. But secondly, we need more investors to come back in the market to put more stock into the rental property side of things. And uh, right now, investors are pretty thin on the ground. And a lot of them are. That's what my business is involved with investors. And they say... Oh, he can't kick tenants out. He can't put rents up. It's all the noise. So yes. it's really important the government come and out and really narrowly focus that legislation to that small percentage, and everyone yes. else goes back to a normal market. And we've got to remember: okay, rents going up doesn't uh, no one. If you're a tenant, you don't like that. But we're in a market where five years ago the median rent was four fifty. Now we're at three fifty. So we've come down a long ways. Even if it goes up yes. thirty forty bucks, we're still a long way short of where we were five years ago.
1: Now, apart from I was going to ask you this, and you've alluded to it. Uh, apart from your role as president of uh, Rewa, you are also what is known as a buyer's agent. Now, um, the other two gentlemen here, of course, we're, uh, we'd Robert say Mott, we're sellers agents. Sellers yeah, agents. Yes. So uh, <laughs> now, I mean, it, it's but pretty, we do work together. Yeah, of course you do, and it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. But how has
4: the whole landscape affected you as a buyer's agent? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. People always say to me, oh, Damien, are you, um, you know, when the market's down and things are at the bottom, you must be very busy because, uh, you know, the savvy investors and the savvy buyers are getting back in. But most people aren't that savvy, Harvey. Most people <laughs> wait until that... On the, we're the always, rush. we're yeah. always busy mm-hmm. at the same time as um, mm-hmm. as these two gentlemen are. Uh-huh. We're always so at the moment. Certainly, our inquiry, you know, we uh, we sort of here we go um, is going But our inquiry rate's really massively picked up. Even still, largely owner occupier. So people who say, look, I want to buy a property, and uh, interesting, we're getting a bit of work out of Sydney and Melbourne and uh, internationally. People saying, look, we're coming back to Perth want to put our foot on something, we know the market's going to pick up. So mm. I'd say that's 70% of our business at the moment, yeah. whereas it used to be the other oh. way around, 70% yeah. investors, 30% owner-occupiers. So there's definitely I think a real push in the in the next few years that people are going to come back to Perth. I think they sort of thought, well the lifestyle's great and over east or international, but you know what, I like the light, bit of fresh air, I like the sunshine, and I think it's going to be you know, it's a horrible thing that's happened, but I think it's going to be uh, put get a lot of people coming back to Perth.
2: I've got to talk to you after this. Uh, Damien, my second cousin, just sold in Melbourne. And uh, she rang me the other day and said, Rob, I need a buyer's agent to help me buy a property in Perth. I'm stuck in Melbourne. Who do I talk to? We'll talk mm. afterwards. I hope you had the right answer. Please. I did. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm seeing Damien tonight. I'll, I'll have a chat to him. Jolly good.
1: Well, speaking of Melbourne, uh, we are going to be talking to a real estate agent and just find out what it's like in Melbourne. And I think everyone here should be really grateful that we aren't in Melbourne, that, um, you know, it's much, much... Much better picture here, obviously, uh, and uh, that is Kim Ryan. Of course, uh, Rod, you better declare an interest here because yes. uh, you're Kim's dad.
3: Yes, I am. And uh, yeah, she's a bit of a star. And <laughs> but uh, learn it from her dad. No, well, she <laughs> she got a looks from her mum, thank God. But uh, no, she's uh, how can I put it? She's frustrated, um, but at the same time, she's almost in a funny way excited because of the fact that she's doing pretty well and. And she knows that there's a lot that aren't, and so I think that sort of separates the men from the boys a little bit at the moment. Mm. And I think if ever that she's was adapt to the market, yeah, she is, and she's really, yeah, trying to. You know, she said, "I'm not watching the news, I'm not doing any of that." Mm. She said, "I'm just getting on with the job day by day by day, and doing very well." Um, and yes, it'll be interesting to talk to her. She doesn't mm. lack confidence, put it that way.
1: Yeah. All right, well, we'll take a little break, and we will be back, and we'll have a chat to Kim Ryan. <laughs> Find your next home in WA the easy way with the Rewar.com app. Keep the WA property market in the palm of your hand. Download the Rewar.com app today from the App Store or Google Play. With the Rewar.com app, you can find your next home with all the latest properties right at your fingertips. Download the Rewar.com app today. The latest properties in WA are there, right at your fingertips. So find the local agent, the right local agent for you by using the rewar.com app to search and compare real estate agents in WA. We here at Talking Property are very, very proud that rewar.com are our major supporters. Welcome back to Talking Property, and as we mentioned, we've got a very special real estate agent in Melbourne to tell us what it's like over there. Uh, she heads up Ryan Property Specialist. Kim Ryan, welcome to Talking Property. Thank you. What is it like over there? We, we feel so sorry for everybody. I know that you know maybe the, the curve is uh, slightly trending downwards, but you've got a long, long way to go.
5: Yeah, I think, look, to be honest with you, when all this first started, even in the second lockdown here, people were still pretty positive. It's like, come on, let's get through this. Let's do what we need to do. But I think people are starting to get annoyed now. I think the boredom's really setting in um, and they're getting frustrated. So there's talk of this lockdown even being extended. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just keep a bit to myself because I can see that people are, are frustrated and angry. Um, which doesn't help the situation. But, yeah, we've just got to get through it at the moment. So it's a case of, you know, head down, stay at home, do your work that you can do and just try and pass the time.
2: Kim, how do you sell real estate when you can't leave your house?
5: Okay, well, it's an interesting thing. I was saying to Dad earlier today that, you know, I follow the auction results on Real Estate View. So, um On the weekend, it was quite interesting because I got the results come through and there were 63 auctions reported last week. They said that 27 properties sold at auction. Fantastic. 29 29 sold prior to auction and seven were passed in. Now, as I said to Dad, I said, look, normally there'd be probably about 600 auctions a weekend. Um, So this is about 10% of that but properties are still selling, which really surprises me because I know myself, I wouldn't want to buy a property unless I've physically walked through it, but people are obviously buying. Now, with these results, the other thing that I think is interesting is that in auction campaigns are usually three to four weeks, so perhaps these people that are buying at auction saw it in the first week before lockdown. So mm. I'll be interested to track these figures over the next week or two to see if that trails off. Um but, you know, I think at the end of the day, there's still people wanting to get into the market. There almost seems to be a bit like a panic buy from what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing prices coming back at all at the moment. I'm just seeing, you know, a real need for people to, to secure property.
4: And, Kim, if the, uh, you mentioned there's normally six or seven hundred a week and uh, now down to 63, are the others, that, that other 600 plus, uh, going into sale by private treaty or is it just a, a, a significant reduction in stock coming into market?
5: Well, I think there's a huge reduction of stock. I mean, if you have a look online, there's just not a lot of property there or I'm seeing the property that I've been looking at has been there for some time. So, you know, you sort of wonder about the vendor's motive there, you know what I mean? Like, are are a lot of people just holding off or some just leaving it there to see what happens? Um, It's very interesting. But, I mean, I don't know. I reckon there's a few listings there that look a bit stale to me just because they've been there for, for quite some time. Um, but look, spring's coming and traditionally spring's a busy time where people put their property on the market. So I'm very interested to see what this spring market's going to do.
2: Now, Kim, one thing is selling new properties, but what about properties that have been sold and haven't settled yet? How does mm-hmm. that work with doing final inspections and people moving in, in a Melbourne lockdown?
5: Well, I can tell you about that firsthand because I sold my property early July and it settles tomorrow. Now we had a final inspection there late last week. and it was very frustrating for the buyer for the um, selling agent because I wasn't able to be there. Um she had to wait in the driveway in her car and couldn't get out, and the purchaser did the inspection basically on her own. and then the purchaser was asking questions about how things worked and bits and pieces. So an inspection that would normally take half an hour, took an hour and a half. So I think it's that confidence. You know, I, I felt for the buyer because here she is, you know, she's buying a home and I've given her all the manuals and everything like that. But there's, it would have been so easy if I could have just met her there and said, well, this mm. is how you do X, Y and Z. So it has made, it, made the process difficult for people.
3: Just one thing, Kim, you then went out to buy another property and you mm-hmm. basically got a bit stranded because all of a sudden things locked up. And so I, my understanding is is that you've had to go out and rent a property. Um, and, yes. And so my advice to you was that that may not be a bad thing because if the market did go over a bit of a cliff in Melbourne, that you could be a couple of hundred in front. So it'll be just interesting to see your thoughts on that side of things.
5: Yeah, it will be interesting. But, I mean, the other thing too is that interest rates are so cheap. So I think a lot of people are trying to hold on where they can. If they don't have to sell, they're not going to sell. So... I can just see that there's a, you know, not as much stock on the market um, but yes I am seeing you know a lot of people I've been speaking to have actually sold as well um, and they're trying to secure rental properties and that's been difficult in itself because they put the lockdown in place was it two and a half weeks ago, now I was lucky enough to be able to secure a rental three weeks ago um, and I only did that because I thought well there's no stock coming on the market, I'm not going to rush out and buy something I'd rather rent mm-hmm. but I got in by the skin of my teeth where there was a lot of people that are now leasing properties without actually inspecting and, and we leased four properties alone last week and people are saying, oh, our rent's coming back. Well, the reality is is that in these high-rises in the city, people are vacating those, I think, because they want to be more socially distanced. So they're becoming those rents will become cheaper because there's not as much demand but people are wanting to move further out to the suburbs or have places where there's a courtyard or some garden area, because they're only allowed out for one hour a day. Mm. So they want to be able to enjoy the outdoors from their home. So it's a real different way of living now, um, at the moment, what we're we're experiencing. And, you know, we even had a property in Eltham, which is on a nice block of land, very treed area. We had four people apply for that property. And one was even offering in excess of the asking price, I think because people are just so desperate at the moment to get settled, and this is without even setting foot in a home. Mm. So they're doing it all by virtual Mm. inspection that, um, you know, videos we're doing in properties, and these aren't even professional videos. We're not allowed to have professional videographers or photographers at the property.
0: Why not, They're just
5: photos and square taking. Well, it's all because they're trying to keep people, less people moving around, so... things that you normally would be able to do those people are just not allowed to go on site and do those properties it's deemed not essential now. I see. Kim what's
1: the median price in Melbourne at the moment?
5: That's a good question I'd have to look it up to be honest I'm not 100% sure. It's on the, a on lot, than, on that lot that more one. than
4: it's Perth. It's a lot more than Perth, we I know think, that. Uh, much. What's ours in Perth? Uh, ours it? is 475. Uh 75 Sydney is over a mil. I think Melbourne's in the 800s. Uh, 475 yeah, sounds cheap, something.
2: doesn't it, Kim? Do you
4: reckon
5: yes, there'll be some people yes, from does. Melbourne wanting
4: to buy in Perth?
5: I was going to say, Dad, are you going to let me move back over <laughs> where you
0: are?
5: Yes, yes. If you'll have me. Well, but no, look, Melbourne's still a great place to live. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, though, to see when spring it's because people just want to be out and about. They want to be enjoying all that Melbourne has to offer. Mm. And, you know, you look online at the moment, all you see is these photos of Melbourne as a ghost town. It's, it's really kind of eerie. So hopefully we'll all be able to get back to some kind of norm soon. And, um, you know, people's spirits might lift when the weather gets a bit better as well. But we've just got to shake this virus and and do what we can to get back to some kind of norm.
4: Kim, just a quick one. The uh, So if based on what you said before, if I wanted to list my property, I can't even get an agent through to, to appraise it? Is that where it is at the moment?
5: Well, the people are doing virtual inspections, which is interesting. So, you know, they'll basically FaceTime you and show you through your, their property that way and that's one way that you can get your property online. But look, if people aren't desperate, they're holding off at the moment. So that's why it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be a huge flood on the market come springtime mm. um, and see what that does to prices but i think a lot of tenants are holding off as well because and buyers because there's no stock so it's just going to be a matter of waiting to see i think you know it's just not nice if you're in a situation where you you may have sold your home and you've got to find something straight away that's very stressful for people trying to you know find something but if you're in a property that just doesn't suit at the moment i think a lot of people are just sitting tight until such time that things are going to open up again and make it a bit more flexible for them. with the
1: restrictions that are in place at the moment, what if a prospective buyer wanted to have a building inspection? How difficult or how... Is it that difficult for that to go ahead?
5: Well, I did actually read something about that a week or so ago, and I thought I read that they could get a building inspection and they could also get a bank valuation of the property. So that must be, you know, if you've obviously got an offer approved, that then they could come through the home. But look, it's it's very interesting with things too, like even smoke alarm servicing in rental properties, for example, a lot of tenants are saying they don't want people to come through and service the smoke alarm, but the smoke alarm people are saying, look, you know what, we wear masks and we socially distance, we do all the right things and we need to make sure that you're safe in your home. Mm. So, look, there's a lot of things I believe that are still up in the air. It's like you move home, you're allowed to have a removalist do that for you. How's that different to mm. getting your smoke alarm service in your home? So, look, as I said, a lot of it doesn't make sense to me. I just, you know, do as I'm told. I get the REIV are being fantastic. They send us do, updates I do all the time. There, I do, I, 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 I,
2: I do have to interrupt
5: there. But, uh, but anyway,
3: obviously Kim's changed. since She yes, was at home that's with you, correct? Yes. So is that things have altered a lot? As you're doing as you're told. But <laughs> I, 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 I I'd just like to say you're a pretty positive sort of person. But I just wonder how a lot of people, you know, in the property industry, you know. Uh, they must be struggling like hell I mean really because and there must be a lot of strain on the institute because they must be being bombarded with you know what do I do in this instance what do I do here and so on it goes so yeah. it must be an extremely difficult time and we all do feel for you very much but what I can tell yeah. you is that if it's going to be anything like what's happened here that you're going to have a serious amount of pent-up demand as soon as the brakes come off so that's how I would suggest. Yeah. So. Hang yeah, so I hang
5: think so too. So that's going to bring the prices up again. So, mm. I think we're just going to have to have to wait and see how it all unfolds.
1: Mm-hmm. Indeed, Kim, thank you very much for your time. No, no
5: worries.
1: And we'll keep in touch if you don't mind. We're very, very interested Lovely. in uh, what's happening on the other side of the country. Well done.
3: Yeah, no thank,
1: thank you very much for your time. Okay, well, we'll take a little break and there's a couple of emails that we've already got, which is uh, absolutely terrific and I'd like to bounce those off you very, very soon. Back to Talking Property and uh, we have Rob Druitt, we have Rod Ryan and we've got uh, Damian Collins who's the President of REWIRE and will soon be joined by Miguel De Freitas who's going to run us through the uh, commercial aspect of the property market. But as I said uh, just before the break, we do have a couple of uh, emails. Uh, one is asking about agents' fees and uh, whether or not these are negotiable or whether or not there is some sort of a schedule of fees that you people operate under.
4: We, you can negotiate them higher. No, no I'm just joking. <laughs> um, no, we had uh, – gee, that was a long time ago. We used to have a schedule of fees which was uh, mandated uh, by the government and uh, they came to their centres and said, well, it should be commercial. And uh, so there is no schedule of fees and I, I guess it's uh, – ultimately you uh, get what you pay for and uh, so you need to compare what service level you're going to get for the price and uh, uh, whether or not you're happy with that. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's 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 all free and open open and uh, our fee, fees range in property management and sales quite substantially.
1: And do you factor in the cost of commercial advertising? And I speak from experience because one uh, house that I, I sold, um, uh, the agent uh, perhaps gave me a little bit less in, uh, of a quote, uh, but I had to pay for the, for the
4: advertising. Oh, look, paying for advertising is, I wouldn't say it's universal, but it's getting towards that where most of the time now, all the agencies will quote a commission fee for their uh, service whether and uh, and then the seller, in the case of sales, will pay for the marketing. And uh, look, it can be very expensive. Uh, certainly, uh, we encourage people to use rewa.com, far more affordable than some of the other mm-hmm. ones out there. But uh, uh, look, you've, you can't sell a secret, so you have to promote the property. and uh, But that's pretty standard now that uh, the agents, because it's really, a, a commitment. I mean, if you're an agent and uh, you know you you could potentially drop a thousand dollars or more, depending on the area, on advertising and marketing, and the vendor hasn't put anything into it, uh, it's a sign of commitment. So generally, you'll find most agents will ask the seller to pay for the promotion and marketing of the property.
1: Now, it's not on this email, but uh, Rob, you do a hell of a lot of uh, auctions.
4: Yes. Um, what is the situation in
1: regards to the cost to the seller if a property doesn't sell.
2: Right. Well, the, the thing about an uh, agent's fees is it's still very much a success fee. Mm. So you only pay your agent when you successfully sell the property and it settles. So, And that has always been the case with uh, selling property in Western Australia. Uh, so it's very straightforward. And whether you sell it by uh, putting a price on it or doing an expressions of interest campaign or whether it's by auction, it's the same thing. Uh, you do have your marketing charges, as Damien said, that the, uh, the uh, seller will pay. And if you're doing an auction, you'll have a, a fee to pay the auctioneer to do that on the day. But certainly it's a success fee. So it's a unique industry, isn't it, Damien? Uh, real estate, it's still... Uh, along those lines that uh, you know the agent will be out there working you really you're a contractor, aren't you, as an agent?
4: Absolutely. And the mm-hmm. fact that it is, there's no hourly rate. It's uh, it's mm. generally mm. success fee. That, uh, a lot of people think real estate agents are all making a fortune, but the uh, average agent makes about 50,000 a year. So it's certainly uh, a hard-working agent certainly can make a lot more and they deserve it because they're getting the results for their clients. But uh, mm. it's not a, an industry, it's a licence print money. You've got to work really hard. And, uh, and you know, in better times, obviously, uh, uh, things happen a bit easier. But over the last five years, it's been really hard. So... Uh, um it is, uh, it is uh, you know, one of the few industries out there where your total fee is based on success.
3: We've also uh, had, over the past few years, we've had some, I'll say, rather major threats in regard to fees from organisations that came in and promised the world and delivered nothing. And so I think that there's been, that's almost done us a favour, and I think people have respected what agents do since that time. And I think all agents themselves feel probably a little bit better about themselves because we had some really, um, I'll say, offensive advertising in regard to uh, real estate agents. And I've been in the industry a long time, and I didn't appreciate you know some of the advertising, you know, that, that came out you know against agents and their fees that they charged. Well, these people
1: and described you in those ads uh, very, very in a very derogatory terms. Commission collectors. Yeah, they did. And do. I thought that was disgusting.
3: Yeah, it did. They also said that, you know, that we drove around in Porsches. Well, they obviously haven't checked my garage because <laughs> I've got a Camry. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the thing was, was that it was it just became, you know, quite rude and quite offensive. And you almost felt like ringing the radio stations, for example, and saying, look, could you, you, know, could you tone that down? But obviously you can't. But what's happened is that nature took its course and a lot of that sort of just uh, just all got weeded out and, and the cream's risen to the top. And by gee, there's some wonderful agents in Perth, there really is. And they may charge, you know, like amounts for advertising in regard to, you know, the, the promotion and so on that people may think are high. However, A, they get the results and B, the professionalism, in my opinion, has really increased particularly since the, the threats you know came to us from other people. So mm. I think our industry and the agents are in a, in a pretty good place, and I think as far as the fees are concerned, I certainly haven't heard of any complaints or or whatever, and I think people are very pleased with what they get, and I think it's been supported well by the Institute. I really do. I think we're in a good situation. At the moment.
1: And uh, I've got one here about rentals, and you're defrauded, and Ryan, of course, 10% of the, uh, yes. of the rental fee. Uh, this is to do with pets. What are the rules uh, governing people? Uh, be- uh, <laughs> people who wish to uh, rent a property and they have a, a cat or a dog or both.
3: Well, there's a, there's what they call they pay like a pet bond. And I think that's around about, what is it, Rob? $260.
1: Probably, sorry,
3: $260. And, yeah, look, we even get photos of these pets that come in, which is rather amusing sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes the pets look a little bit better than what their owners do, <laughs> you know. So, you know, we, we're happy to rent it to the pet, but maybe not the owner. I'm only trying to be funny. But anyway, <laughs> it, look, it's a, look as far as the pets are concerned it is a problem if you've got um you've got rules in melbourne now basically where you you can't say no to that you know uh, a lot of the apartment buildings and all the rest of it it's just most mandatory that everybody's got a dog mm. you know so it doesn't sit that well with me some of that but i think that you know as far as some of the owners are concerned they, they have felt in the past that they didn't really want pets in a property, then they've turned around and thought they've narrowing their market down and so that all of a sudden it became a case of saying, well, okay, pets considered because we'll widen the field. As the rents now are increasing, as the rental properties are becoming, you know, um, more and more in demand, it'll be interesting to see whether people start to change that a little bit and say no preferences is not to have pets. But... Uh, we don't have too many problems in that regard, to be honest.
1: Good on you. Well, we've been talking about residential properties, of course, and rentals and that sort of thing. What about the commercial scene as we bring in our very good friend from De Freitas and Ryan, Miguel De Freitas?
0: Now the commercial property report with Miguel De Freitas.
1: How is it looking?
0: Yes, uh, Harvey. Look, we specialise in the southern corridor of Perth and uh, we do a lot of commercial and industrial. Uh, uh, we manage and sell those types of properties and uh, we've been extremely busy. Um, I was talking to an agent today who specialises in, in office and uh, and uh, retail stuff in the city and that's still lagging behind and it's still very challenging and, and still a lot of rent relief there for tenants that are you know, working from home. A lot of them are working from home, but yeah, in the Southern Corridor, the industrial market is, is going really well. Uh, shortage of stock. Um, there was an oversupply of, uh, of, of places for lease, but that's now dried up uh, just because there's no one building. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going great, Guns. So mm. we've, we've had the, f- the best two months uh, that we've had in a long time. Um, and just saying, what, what Rob, you know, just uh, extremely uh, what Rob said the other day with that auction that he had on Sunday, like that went fantastic, and that was really busy, and that's what we're experiencing with the levels of uh, of uh, interest and, and, and inquiry on on some of our properties. It's amazing.
1: Fantastic. We all know that uh, mortgage rates are at an all-time low. Talking about residential properties, does a similar rate apply to commercial properties? No, it's a bit different. The commercial, uh, you need a bigger
0: bigger deposit. Normally thirty to forty percent, and the rates are at about the four to five percent mark. Unless you've got a lot of money, and you'll still get it at about the two half mark. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's uh, general. Uh, most banks are wanting thirty to forty percent deposit as a, as a, as a, as a guide.
1: Now, let's just say there is someone out there that has a little bit of ready cash and they're thinking commercial. What are some of the hotspots that you would direct them to?
0: Look, some of the hotspots are in the Southern Corridor. As I said, that's where we specialise. Bibra Lake, um, there's been a, yeah, and, and we've sold a couple of investments at about 7.5%. Mm. Um, yeah, you just can't because of because there hasn't been uh, a lot of developers building there's not a lot of stock out there for, for tenants so the, the rents are slowly going up and uh, yeah that's a real good hotspot great location close to Fremantle the port and the second port that's eventually going to go in and, in Quinana and it's close to the Quinana freeway as well so it's a great spot there so yeah, that's probably the next the next uh, hot spot there in, in the next 12 months in my opinion
1: interesting uh, Damien thank you very much for coming in to uh, talking property we really do value very very much the the backing that re- are is giving this uh, this podcast we're into uncharted waters a bit but uh, hopefully yeah, this will spread it'll give people uh, a great deal of information about the real estate industry not just in uh, perth and western australia but perhaps uh, in interstate as we've seen with kim and, and maybe worldwide so we've
4: got uh, very great hopes and uh, th- welcome aboard good on you harvey glad to be here and uh, hopefully i'll see you again in the, in the months ahead that would be lovely
1: Are you looking to buy, sell, rent or find an agent in WA? For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA Real Estate. rewa.com can help you find your next home with all the latest properties right at your fingertips. For all your property needs, visit rewa.com, the home of WA Real Estate. To find the right local agent, use Rewar.com agent finder to search and compare real estate agents in WA. For all your property needs, rewa.com. And we at Talking Property are indebted to rewa.com, our major supporters. Rob closing comments?
2: Always a pleasure and uh, stay tuned because uh, we'll be on regularly bringing to you lots of information about property right across the board.
1: And Rod Ryan, your final comments?
3: A uh, final comment for me would be the fact that we're really looking for input from people. Mm. Uh, we'd really uh, appreciate it if you'd forward in any queries that you've got and we'll do our best to get those aired and, and answered. So uh, looking forward to your participation. We,
1: we're really happy with what's going on. Well, time's on the wing, boys. It's just about the end of this edition of Talking Property. Rob Druitt? Well, don't forget to join us on our Facebook site.
3: And uh, it's great to be talking to you without a mask on. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> and if you did enjoy this podcast, do follow us on Facebook. And if you have a question, send it via our Facebook page or through Messenger. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time,
2: just go on to Facebook and look up Talking Property.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast of Talking Property with Harvey Deegan, Rob Jewett, and Rod Ryan. The Talking Property podcast was brought to you by rewa.com, the home of WA Real Estate.